this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Woke Bros. Of course, I'm Big Waz. My brother, Michael Jamal Brooks, is taking a personal day today, but we still got... My other brother, Nando Vila, holding it down on the east side of Los Angeles with a kombucha in his cup. And um, I'm sure you already did yoga this morning, Nando. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I had my matcha tea. There you go. I did my, my yoga flow. I washed out my yoni. Okay. <laughs> That's how they get down on the east side, man. We don't got those things up here in the valley. It's just, it's really just... Well, I'm, I'm actually on the west side. I'm in Santa Monica. Oh, you in Santa Monica? Oh, that's fine. I thought yeah. you were on the east side. No, no, no. I live in... I actually live in Venice, but I'm house-sitting for a buddy in Santa Monica. Dude, when we when we had met up that one time, me, you, Anna, and, and Mike, to have dinner, yeah. I assumed you lived on that part of town, but I think it's Mike's no, no, sister... No, no. That stayed on that part of town. Yeah, Mike's sister lives there, so My he didn't bad. have a I didn't, car. I didn't mean yeah. to, to associate you with those dirty hippies over there on Come the on. east side, man. <laughs> hipsters. No, no. We're here with, like, the yoga queens and, like, you know, and, like, surfer bros. That's all, like, that's all we got here. I used to, before we moved to the Valley, we lived in Santa Monica on um, Santa Monica and 7th Street. Oh, nice. It's not far from here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, man, on today's show... We're going to talk about the butt hurt NYPD. They had a White Lives Matter, White Cops Matter press conference just yesterday, which was Tuesday. Uh, we're going to sort of mock that entire concept. The cops got treated like black people in the media for two weeks <laughs> and they couldn't take it. Of course, it w- this would not be woke bros if we didn't address the freaking Congress taking knees in Kente oh Club, God. draped from head to toe in Kente Club. So embarrassing. They're the most embarrassing people like, of all time. We got it. We got to address those phonies. But first, man, first, Joe Biden just put out a statement, Nando. Um, it's related to the sort of protest and the plans going forward. And um, he's had some interesting thoughts, but not interesting if you understand the neoliberal obsession mm. with institutions. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the concept of institutions is all they care about. Like, they see no difference between, say, a bank, the police department, Harvard. It's all the same to them, you know. And so, therefore, if you're an institution, no matter how morally bankrupt you are, how racially 
racist you are. Um, you're fundamentally good just by being an institution. But Nando, please run down because again, we want we like to be more. We want we we want to try to be more. Um educational on woke bros because a lot of times i feel yeah. like we're just spit firing spit firing spit firing about shit that people might not have you know um yeah ingested the way we already have so can you please just break down joe biden's statement and why it's kind of problematic yeah so i thought this was interesting because we're in the midst of probably the largest popular up- uprising in america in maybe 50 years um yep. it's genuinely widespread it's in every single major city in america in all 50 states um they have lasted much longer than previous popular uprisings it's really kind of like this remarkable moment in that the american people are kind of rising up uh, en masse and challenging their political leaders to do something about the current state of injustice in this country. And I find it interesting. Obviously, we have Trump in the White House, and he doesn't give a fuck about any of this shit. He's just, (laughs) you know, he hates all these people. And then we have the alternative party, which is the Democratic Party, of which the leader right now is a guy named Joe Biden. And his response to all of this, to the largest popular uprising basically in two generations, is very instructive, I think, of why the Democratic Party's dominant ideology is so rotten at its core and so removed from the realities on the ground of what day-to-day people face. So he wrote an op-ed for USA Today kind of addressing the protests and what his plan is to um, would be to end systemic racism in the United States. Okay. So it's the perfect kind of document to understand the dominant ideology of the Democratic Party. Okay. We start off with some neoliberal gobbledygook about like very complex tax credits that no one can understand or give a shit about. <laughs> like he goes, like, Okay, here's what he said, quote, we should prioritize support for mission-driven lenders in low-income communities by doubling the small business credit initiative. We should also expand the new markets tax credit program to funnel billions in investments into communities that need it, and the Small Business Administration should expand its programs that are most effective at helping launch black-owned businesses, okay? Democrats can only understand social welfare through this through complex <laughs> mechanism of yeah of tax credits yeah and and through the market through like investing in you know like encouraging people to invest in businesses or whatever instead of just like reorienting the power of the state to help people in need through things like social welfare through things like affordable food stamps, housing affordable housing big picture easy to understand things that that, that anyone can understand. The second tenant of what Joe Biden says is an other dominant uh, thing in the Democratic Party, which is to focus the need for change on representation <laughs> in the existing social order, right? So like, okay, more black people in, uh, you know, CEOs, right. more, more black you know, people gay people Harvard. CEOs. Yeah, exactly. But not changing the power relations within those social structures. Right. And then finally, wait, hold on, Mando, before you move on, I think that's key. I think what you just described matters. Um, Right. Without addressing how these institutions, organizations function, and just insert, like, you insert a black person on the board of a company. 
right? And that co- and you got your one black person, and now that black person is representative, is represented, and you make believe that that is not representative of all black people or whoever the black people are that this company um, affects, without ever addressing how that um, company institution became all all non all non black, right? Like beca- got the way that it got. That is the definition of these bankrupt well i don't even want to say morally intellectually bankrupt neoliberal ideas like that's the key right there this idea that like yo if we get three black people into harvard make sure we get three of them we fixed it right not the situation in Harvard that made it so that there weren't any black people there in the first place. Like this is, this is the dominant sort of rhetorical form of every single establishment Democrat from Biden, Pelosi, Schumer. Um, those, those three usually become the whipping boys on this show, but it's, it's for a reason like they literally embody that ethos. Yeah. So the the easy way to understand it is that America is at its most unequal place in its history in terms of like the distribution of income and power. Right. Between inequality and the worst of America and the and his the janitor who cleans his his bathroom. Right. Right. Um, And so the way to understand it is that Democrats don't want to change that reality. All they want is like, okay, they look at. The American population is 13% black, then that means that the corporate boards uh, of the existing power structure should be 13% black. Uh, the Congress should be 13% black, and so on down the line, but not change that fundamental inequality within the society, right? Just allow a few black people to like rise up out of the millions of black people that exist in the United States, and then we'll kind of like have solved the problem. And that's just not true. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a genius way to like release pressure. You can always point to like, oh hey, Barack Obama became the president. You know, like, perfect example. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, in America, it is true that it is true that in America, a black man. Yeah, exactly. But it is true that in America, which is unique to other rich societies, a black person can, in theory, rise to the top. You like, I think a black guy was a CEO of American Express, for example. That is unthinkable in France or Spain or Italy or even not so much the UK, but but in, in other European countries. The difference is that in America, at the same time, there is a violent, constant assault on black people through the police and through extreme poverty and lack of welfare and all this other stuff. So it's like you can rise up, but it's a very small number of people and everyone else still keep, gets the boot on their neck. Um, so, yeah, right, that's, because that's the, kind of the like the idea is um, let's not invest in when we talk about the structure, right? Like the concept of subsidizing suitable living conditions for people, right? Like we already know what that would just do, right? For somebody to be able to, I don't know, work at Walmart, live in a place that had a decent school, that had nice parks, that did all of these things because the government reoriented its resources in such a way that it made that possible. Instead of doing that by lifting everybody up through the sheer power of the government, again, the reason why we bring this up, close to $4 trillion with the wave of a pen just (laughs) magically appeared to subsidize 
the investment class of this country. Yeah. Overnight, no discussion, Overnight. no debate, easy peasy. For like, our little yeah. pea brains can't even. You can't even compute that. No. You no, no human brain can't, can't under, understand, understand what four trillion dollars is. Four trillion dollars yeah. is right, and they did that like this for that class of people. But yet, the the the, the fundamental power structure of what's supposed to be the party that represents the left of this country, yeah. that represents working people of this country, cannot imagine a different way. It's just yeah. so the lack of imagination is hilarious if it wasn't like yo either you guys are just completely corrupt or you're stupid yeah you know and i think the the the, what's remarkable about it is that joe biden is one of the most least imaginative of people even within the awful (laughs) democratic party and and at the same time where like the the especially the young base of the democratic party has had their kind of imagination expanded in the last four years right like you're seeing young people be much more militant and much more expansive in their demands yet the standard bearer of the party is such a decrepit ancient figure from like a past world it's like he couldn't be less up to the moment so yeah i mean it's 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 really remarkable because the last thing the last thing he calls for and he addresses the elephant in the room which is because everyone's been calling for defund the police defund the police right that's been kind of the refrain that has come out of this protest movement has been defunded the police the same way that occupy it was we are the 99 percent the sort of standard of this movement is defund the police (laughs) joe biden goes answers that question he goes I do not support defunding the police. <laughs> the better answer is to give blah, 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 blah. Basically, give the police more money. He wants to expand the funding of the police, you know, to basically fund, like, HR seminars where they, like, talk about, like, whether it's racist Jesus. to say the N-word or something. You know right. what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, but, like, again, no fundamental restructuring of that existing institution, which – we have seen beyond any reasonable doubt, especially in the last few days, is unbelievably violent and out of control, right? I mean, even I think I think it's even freaked out sort of well to some well-to-do white people that were always kind of like putting the blinders on to police violence. Like, I think that the fact that the, the widespread nature of the police violence against all these protests has even sort of tickle, tickled some well-to-do whites that are like, oh, shit, like, maybe, yeah, that video of the police, like, in Buffalo shoving that 80-year-old man or whatever right. and fucking blood leaking out of his ears. Right. Yeah, that one that one got to me. You know what I mean? So, again, it just shows, like, in this country we have a rabid right-wing party that is, like, frothing of the, at the mouth insane in the form of Trump, <laughs> and then this just kind of totally discredited, way out of touch leadership in the other party and that's the only political choices we have which is you know it's an interesting problem for for this uprising right like how do what is the instrument through which you know exercise power exercise power if the democratic party is wholly bought and paid for by the ruling class anyway right um and again and look, we got to play devil's advocate on the other side, right? Um, to Joe Biden and his campaign's credit, to their minds, they could say, we won this nomination by being completely uninteresting. 
So the idea that we would veer off of that, and, you know, when people hear defund the police, when they hear disband the police, they hear the idea that police will no longer exist, that we will have a society where criminals can't be punished, um, nobody's protected under the law from anything horrible happened to them, like, you know... Maybe blacks and Mexicans can come rape your white daughter in their room, you know, and, and I'm not trying to make a joke of rape. Just the concept of no, I don't. what yeah. people think the police are protecting them from. I think people hear these things and think that this is an idea to abolish policing across the entire society when really all it is is a reimagining of how police work happens right now. Right. And that's what people are asking for is like this shit that exists the way it does has to stop. It's over. It's we tried doing it for 500 years and it's been freaking terrible. Let's try another way. Let's do it another way. Let's get rid of this this entity right now. Let's just get rid of it. It's over, right? Um, and then we'll do, we'll, in its place, we'll get something that we think is more equitable, makes more sense for each community, this, this, that, and a third. But I think what Joe Biden is playing on, because he knows, and, you know, that's something that I don't think we wrestle with enough, honestly, just my opinion, um, on the left, is, you know, the 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 sheer numbers of who we call liberals on this show. And, 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 and it's important that we make the distinction, Nando, between liberals and someone who is leftist, right? Yeah, like us. Like yeah. us, right. Yeah. Um, liberals... We don't like those people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like them. <laughs> it's not that we don't like them, but liberals um, are quite conservative in the sense yeah. that they are mostly just fine with the way everything is yeah. right now. Everything is running to them mostly as it should. There are a few things that can be improved upon, like not killing N-words by, by the cops. They shouldn't do that. We shouldn't um be, you know, dis- uh, making fun of and being mean to gay people. We should yeah. know the right words to say, when to say Moonlight them. should win the Oscar Moonlight over, should win the Oscar uh, over La La Land. Land. Yeah. Th- that's, yeah. that's your garden variety liberal. That is a, a very wide swath of the party, right? Yeah, and, and like I think that w- that word that you said, like they shouldn't be doing that. Like the police shouldn't be killing N-words. You know, like right. they, that's – a lot of them genuinely believe that. But we're not going to do anything about it. Right. Like we just – we should just like say like because they shouldn't be doing that. society generally is damn good, yeah. especially since I have 12 degrees. I'm in a safe job. I'm yeah. like – I know we can be a little bit smarter. Just put a think tank together and we'll figure everything out. Um, But gosh, like do they really need to burn down Kmart? Jesus, you know, that's liberals. The leftists, the left, the left of the country essentially thinks there should be a reimagining of all of it. Right. Like um, the country is fundamentally unjust. Right. Like the concept of a Facebook, the concept of Amazon, the concept of, you know, all of the concentrated wealth on Wall Street. Um, You question its existence by its very nature. 
I'm, yeah. You're uncomfortable with the idea of these huge banks, right? The idea of all this power being concentrated in small places. And so you want to see that shit broken up, right? Yeah. And that's... You want to use the power of the state, the power of politics to, to, to reorient society in a way that's more just. Right. You know, like use power. Like there is power in the collective, right? Like that's, that's kind of the fundamental thing that a lot of liberals these days don't understand is that they don't... They, they they are afraid of using the power of the state to their own ends. They didn't used to be that way. Like they used liberals in America used to use the power of the state all the time. Right. Right. Like FDR. The, you think about the New Deal. Yeah, yeah. The New Deal, especially in the Great Society. Like they 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 dreamed of a world in which they could use the power of the federal government, the most powerful thing in the world. And, and right. The people, American federal government is the most powerful entity in and, the world. And for people to understand what we mean is like FDR, John F. Kennedy. Barack Obama, your classic liberal elite, right? Like they're the classic sense. Went to the right schools, um, chummy yeah. with the right people. Um, they are elite liberals, right? But they don't. They 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 are very comfortable amongst the power elite. Um, but they're like, man, we we could be nicer to these. You know, to these pleas, you understand? Like they fundamentally, they understand that. But I think the shortcomings of somebody like a Barry or somebody like a JFK, and not somebody like a FDR, is that they just don't want to. They never want to do too much. Right? No, yeah, they don't want to do too much. They never want to do like ah. I mean, they'd rather do too little than too much. Hundred percent. Like if they made a mistake by doing too little, that's okay. But if they made the equal mistake by doing the same amount of too much, that's that's like a fundamental like that's like the, the end of them in their conception. FDR is just like, look, there's a Great Depression. We need to fundamentally reorient all of this shit, and we're going to marshal the yeah. power of the state to make it happen. Force and we need that to today. Yeah. We need that today. 100%. Like the Federal Reserve just came out with their projections for the next few years. They say that unemployment's going to hover around 10% at the end of the year and is going to stay like that for the next several years. Right. Like this this shit is for real. Right. Like we don't this is not like you know a little bit of a blip and then we're going to get back. This is going to be like a prolonged and difficult depression that needs a new type of thinking that needs a new type of power to come in and reorient society in a way that is more just and equitable for all like and and by the way can get us out of this mess like i mean that's just the reality but the the, the stuff that we that that we've been told is the only way possible has led us precisely to this moment right and so um back to get to get back to Biden I think the calculation that him and his team is making is that look man the left is the left fuck them they don't yeah. got no other choice the stuff yeah. that got me here was sort of the liberals um yeah. also older people who it's like a coach who it's like you know like it's like a coach who like plays the guys who got him here you know exactly like when Bledsoe came back from injury right, right. you know Belichick didn't put him back in right. you know he kept Brady because he got him there right exactly and yeah. so and also you can't forget the older people in the party was just like look I love these ideas but I didn't seen and heard these Democrats talking jive for 50 60 years yeah I don't want to hear it anymore just get me out of the Trump mess right and, and listen, that's what they're banking on. Yeah, and it might work. Like, you know, it, honestly, like, it, I think at this point it probably will work. I mean, we've seen that Biden and the Democrats have done way better than in previous elections with affluent suburban whites, you know, who are uh, 
big time base of the Republican Party traditionally. And to be honest, they might peel off a lot of would-be Republican voters in those affluent suburban neighborhoods. Right. Um, Specifically, and, and that's and the cop the election. thing. That's the cop thing fully encapsulated. The cop, yeah, those suburban whites love their cops. Yes. I mean, the cops don't harass them. Yes. You know? That's the, the cops cop are there to protect the, suburb, yes. the suburbs from those messy people in the inner cities. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. cop thing that you're seeing. Um, and, you know, Barack Obama did very well with the suburbans. Um, Hillary did her thing too, uh, but yeah, she won Orange County. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that—that's what Joe Biden's like. Look, man, um, that Joe Biden and his people are like, look, we're not gonna mess up. We're not gonna just screw the pooch here with our fantastic suburban whites. Like we love them people, man. We can't. Oh, we, we can't. We can't offend them. And so, you know, that's. That's what I feel like the message of this op-ed is when Nando talks about this convoluted tax contraption that's going to get targeted yeah. to black businesses in, in somehow black, I mean, in some Rube Goldberg machine. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. When has that ever worked ever? Never. Never. Just give me health care. Give me rent control. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's it. All right. Simple. <laughs> you know? Like, give me money. Like, Trump bucks. Give me give cash. Give me cash. You know, cash transfers are a great way of doing this shit. 100%, you know? man. 100%. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's important that people who are listening to this show understand why we beat the drum of what we beat, right? Uh, the ideas of... The Democratic elite, essentially, from Clinton to now, like, we're still living in this freaking Clinton era, believe yeah. it or not. He won two elections on it. And so there's just this steadfast belief of, like, hey, man, you don't want to go Mondale on him. You don't want to mm -hmm. do this. You don't, hey, man, you don't want to have big ideas now. You know, and so, and that's just been the dominant energy in the party. And what is it, like, what is Bill, Bill Clinton, what has Clintonism gotten us? Nothing. Just tell me. Like Nothing. tell me what they what He didn't pass one he didn't pass a single like good law. Like every single law, every single major reform Bill Clinton did, both on in terms of like, you know, social issues, like, you know, with gay people, he passed the Defense of Marriage Act. He passed Don't Ask, Don't Tell in the military. <laughs> people forget about this. Of course. You know, but and, and then the big one obviously is the the big two are NAFTA and Cutting welfare, right. which doubled extreme poverty in this country, in this country, cutting what Bill Clinton's 1996 welfare reform doubled extreme poverty in America. Like, so what, what, what do we got? You know, it's we got Dems uh, taking a knee in, in the in the Kente uh, outfit in the yeah, halls and, of Congress. And, and, and like, was, I, want, I want to hear your take on this, please. Before we transition to that, um, yeah. you know, because I, I, I <laughs> it's so I good. Think Barack Obama, for very good reasons, gets creamed on the left um but i will say they tried to get their public option through and joe fucking lieberman joe fucking lieberman torpedoed that shit <laughs> but these are the freaking dems like these are the traditional dems like D joe lieberman and joe biden are the same guy yeah, it's same the guy. same freaking guy, bro. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just something for people to think about when you're reading USA Today and the, the yeah. presumptive Democratic... <laughs> hotel room. Right. The, the presumptive <laughs> Democratic nominee is um, talking about he want to give more money to cops. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs>
<laughs> and so uh on so we can do hr training about shooting people in the leg instead of in the heart right <laughs> you did say that right right that's not a joke people um yeah, yeah so the <laughs> on monday uh the congress they went to work and a bunch of democrats thought they would show solidarity with black americans black lives matter uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. It's too funny to even like talk about. Like um, it is with a straight face. Like just the movement, the the popular what Nando described as a popular uprising, the most pop, the most popular uprising in this country since Martin Luther King was still drawing breath. Okay, um, and their response to this was to show up to work in some damn kente cloth. <laughs> And for those of you who don't know what that is, that's traditional West African garb. You can Google it. Um, <laughs> and take a knee and, and bow their heads in a moment of silence and solidarity. And, and that, that, was their, um, that was their act of solidarity, Nando. Like, and we've spent a lot of time talking about the things that we would like to see um, the government do in service of its people and not just freaking, not just black people who happen to be disproportionately affected by the horrible policies of this country's um, past, but all working people. And again, this is allegedly (laughs) the party of the working person. And what they come here to offer us is a gesture, a, a symbolic gesture. Well, the most embarrassing, I mean, symbolic gesture of all time, right? Like, I mean, it was every, I think everyone who saw that was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. This does, <laughs> this does not. I don't like any of this. I don't like this at all. You know, like and half of them, like, couldn't even get up when they took the knee. Like, they couldn't even get up because they're so old. You know, like, <laughs> they had to get, like, helped up by an aide. <laughs> you know, like, it was just the most embarrassing thing. Like, someone on Twitter was like, I'm convinced this is a psyop to turn people against the protests you know it's gotta be it's like, gotta be it's like dude. it's so cringe that the protests like are gonna get you know people are gonna be like oh i don't want to be part of this you and know like, also, just- and also dude it speaks to something that i think about a lot is the hypocr- the hypocrisy that many people who vote republican see in democratic party oh yeah leaders. yeah yeah they sense this that we're full of shit to a fucking yeah. Tea. This is th- that hypocrisy distilled. It's like y'all don't give a fuck about black people, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Stop it. This is ridiculous. Nancy Pelosi last year in 2019 was asked in a town hall whether she supports Black Lives Matter, and she goes, "I think all lives matter." <laughs> like she literally said the the that like Republican talking point. Year. That was last year, and now she's like taking a knee in kente cloth. It's a, it's hilarious, that's, you know. Like no one why, no one buys it. That's why I think I think, and the reason why I think that matters, especially when it comes to the working class people who vote Republican in this country. It's this, like, yo, bro. This shit that you're doing about minorities and all of that is disingenuous. So why should I believe anything else that you have to say? That's why it matters. That's why when you try to effectively sell a message of working class solidarity, of, yo, this shit is actually going to help all of us. You know, this shit is actually going to lift up the, the, the country. 
um it's it's yeah it's crazy dude it's crazy and i and i think that what you're talking about that working class solidarity i mean i think that's that's what i hope comes out of this movement i mean i you know obviously like there's a lot of like embarrassing stuff about like getting white people to check their privilege and all that stuff. And I think that ultimately like the discourse around that has to change because ultimately people, white people, especially working class white people have to feel like it's in their own best interest to support something like this. Right. Like that's how you make sustainable long-term movements last. Like you're not going to do that by like getting a bunch of people to check their privilege. It's the opposite. You have to get people to realize that they are also oppressed by an oppressive system and that it, it's only through building these links of solidarity that they will be able to gain enough power to change the system in some fundamental way. You know, so like, I, you know, that that working class solidarity, which is something that we have lost in this country, which we used to have. Right. And we've lost it in this country um, is something that we need to rebuild, like rebuild ASAP. And I, I hope that all these people out in the streets in every single American city, which is literally unprecedented and getting off the goddamn internet uh, for five seconds, um, we'll build, we'll build those links that are, that are going to be completely necessary, but it has to be this movement that really emphasizes that we are all in this together. That like, that, you know, the oppression of black people, the unique oppression that black people face also is, is it's in our, all of our interest to stop it. It's not a favor that we're doing for black people, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and again, um, like I understand that people, um, I understand that people, uh, sort of, um, (laughs) people roll their eyes when they see the outrage about Nancy Pelosi, um, the, you know, Vera Wang that she's wearing on SNL or something, or, (laughs) you know, they talk about Hillary Clinton and the money she's making from talks and like people roll their eyes because of course, like as much as me and Nando and Mike might be annoyed by the party establishment, I know Nancy Pelosi's not as bad as Mitch McConnell. We all know that, right? Like, although they might be closer than people might be willing to admit, but we all know that Mitch McConnell or Steve King or some of these monsters in the Republican Party are much worse, right? But the bottom line is, man, when people complain about the hypocrisy and the phoniness of the people, the faces of the Democratic Party, they have a point. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and it hurts. They are right. It hurts like, the I can't, message I can't and the mission. Like, when when some like when some like Trump person like talks shit about some you know blatant hypocrisy from you know Pelosi or something, I can't I can't I don't have it in me to defend her. Like I just I, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. You know she's full of shit. She sucks. I hate her. I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to like? What do you want me to say? Like, <laughs> you know, I hate her for different reasons probably. Right. But like, yeah, I, I see your point. You know, yeah. like she sucks. Like I'm not gonna defend her. And, you know, I'm and not gonna the go reason to why that matters, I just want to reiterate because it just it just muddies the message. It yeah. muddles the message. It makes it harder. And I do think there's a reason why Bernie had so much more of a universal appeal because people think he's real. People think he think that he means the shit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. 
And no one believes he's a phony outside of like MSNBC liberals. Right. Exactly. <laughs> They're the only people. Exactly. Like, you know, like MAGA people think he's insane, but they, they, and they disagree he, with he, it. But they, but they, no one thinks he's like a, a full of shit. They don't think he's sense. a charlatan. They don't think he's yeah. trying to sell sell people, you know, a, a, a hill of beans. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, anyway, I think that matters. And last but not least, man, it's important we get up on the NYPD um they had a white cops matter rally <laughs> on Tuesday, and that's not it what they crazy. called it, but it's clearly what they meant. No women, no people of color, um, just old white dudes, older and you know middle-aged white dudes complaining about the hate rhetoric that the, the coverage that police specifically i guess the NYPD has seen on has gotten on twitter i mean on tv and internet and everywhere and just basically they saying we've been vilified they've called the thugs they portrayed it as violent um people have <laughs> you know committed violence upon us we can't take this anymore i am proud to be a cop stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect that's what we're here today to say We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America. And there were a number of them. We don't condone Minneapolis. We roundly reject what he did as disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not what we do. It's not what police officers do. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. Well, you know what, guys? I'm proud to be a cop. And I'm going to continue to be proud to be a cop until the day I retire. And that's all I have to say. It's just like, I was telling people, it's like, this is like a Dave Chappelle skit. Yeah. Like, literally, two weeks of people talking about shit that the cops do, and then two weeks of literally cameras just being trained on police tactics. Like, y'all so arrogant, the cameras come on, and you still busting skulls. Because that's your instinct. Like, like, that's your instinct. That's what you know your job to be. Um, That's why when people say disband the police they're talking about disbanding this form of it it's like like, we want to disband you because it's so ingrained in you Mm -hmm. the arrogance it's crazy I've watched enough cop shows to know that like if you're a cop and you kind of like snitch on on your on your fellow cop about like something heinous that they did to internal affairs, like they might kill you. Facts. You know what I mean? Like this is this organizations that can't be reformed, you know, Facts. like you need to, that's why like this idea of like dissolving it and starting from a, a new conception, a new conception around public safety, you know, like it doesn't mean you don't have detectives. It doesn't mean you don't have, you know, things that, that solve crimes and things like that. But like this idea that you have kind of, armed military men marching through the streets just to harassing people not all day like it's just that only exists here and in like totalitarian you know like i don't know maybe east germany or some shit you know like 
it doesn't exist in other places. Um, but like the, that thing that you said about the, the, the white cops matter, uh, rally, because like, I mean, you grew up in New York. I, I didn't grow up in New York, but like the NYPD isn't that white, no, is it? Like, it? Not anymore. It's yeah. extreme. Like where are all those, where are all those people? Like, do they, do they like select diverse? Yeah. Um, the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Like in the last 20 years, first of all, they, ex- they got so much fucking funding after nine 11 and six, billion dollar budget it would make them the 33rd largest military in the world <laughs> okay <laughs> like the cops in new york <laughs> concept alone should blow your mind and, and yeah. i tell people this all the time but I, it's it's hard to explain it's and it's not it's not something i could actually understand until i left new york is the the police in new york are essentially an occupying force yeah they are there they are there. They are everywhere. You feel it. You know it. You when you are in New York, you know you are in the presence of police. They are yeah. everywhere. And so they they expanded the funding and so they had to expand recruiting to use this funding on. And so right. because of that, um there's only but so much working class white New Yorkers. Right. Um a lot of min- minorities joined. And that's Asian yeah. people, Latinx people, black people, a bunch of those people, women um, on yeah. the force. You ain't see no women, no Asians, no Latins, no black people up on that freaking dais. It was just a bunch of old white dudes screaming about being called thugs. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. The lack like of self-awareness. Right-wingers always love to point out that like some, you know, a lot of police departments are quite diverse and like, you know, there's black cops in LA and there's Mexican cops in LA. And then like you said, in New York and all this stuff and like, well, how could they be racist? It was like a, you know, it was a black cop. Like, do you remember that scene in don't be a menace where Bernie Mac, uh, of arrests, course. Uh, yeah, he's like, you. I hate your gums. Cause Cause they black. They black. <laughs> you, know? <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, that doesn't, you know, it's not about, it's not an interpersonal thing. Like that's, it's not about like the personal racism of one individual person. It's like, I guess it's like it's hard to think for people to think about like a system but that is racist. But at the same time, the-, the incentives and the job description is handed down to the, the officer top. ranks from the top. Your objective, yeah. your the quotas that we had in New York, all of these things. It doesn't like if they tell you you execute this goal or else black, white, right. brown. It doesn't matter. You're yeah. going to execute the goal. Like this idea yeah. that you can't get black cops to give black people ridiculous summonses, knowing if those cops know they will be reprimanded if they don't bring back a certain amount of numbers and money to the police. Yeah. Uh this this ain't even hard to conceive of. No, yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely like that's just like that's one of the most mind-numbing things that still gets thrown out. It's like, well, you know. The cop, I think one of the cops who killed Freddie Gray was black, and they're like, well, how, how could it be a race thing if, like, that guy was black? And it's like, dude, it's like, I, how do you even, like, you can't even, it's hard to, like, even communicate with someone like that, First you know? First of like, all, it, um, it, it, the reason why that's dumb is, is it's stupid for so many reasons in the sense that if you don't understand that there, outside of this context, there are black people who hate black people. Like yeah. the, the 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 fucking hey, OJ, right? OJ, yo. By the way, I'm rewatching um Made in America. It's just uh, just a genius great. text, dude. Just like the way they frame like 
like what people thought of LA and like the actual history that goes back to essentially the 1960s when the great migration from the south happened oh, to yeah. the north and the west um and all of these black southerners move into um they get funneled into the ghettos of Los Angeles and the way the police have been treating them essentially since the beginning of when they got there um, all the way up until, you yeah. know, the terrible things they did in the 80s to the Rodney King riots to OJ. Like, they they weave that shit in so beautifully. But, like, yeah, like, the insidious nature of racism is that you can get black people to hate black people. That's yeah. how fucked up and pernicious this shit is. So this concept that a cop could be black and just, no, racism can't pass through him. It's like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, you yeah. see it all the time. You see black people, um, Dominican people bleaching their skin. Look at Sammy Sosa. What do you, what do you think that is? It's <laughs> yeah. like, what do you yeah. think that is besides um, the concept of European um, supremacy? What do you, th- how do you think that enters that yeah. black man's mind to bleach his own damn skin? Yeah. Looking ridiculous, yeah. my dad. Looking ridiculous. Like, yeah. You know, um, people need to wake up to all of this, man. Um, but NYPD, like, you know, I happen to know a decent amount of black cops to speak to your um your 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 uh statement about the diversity of the PD. Um, bro, there are so many black dudes on the force. Um, and again, de- detectives doing what police are supposed to do right but even those people that tell you is just like the culture of the job yeah. is this insularity is this well so seeing the seeing the people that you're in theory protecting as an enemy as an enemy that's right? the culture you know yeah that they like they're dangerous everyone's an enemy i mean you saw those like cop training videos like i mean they're insane they're like you have to be ready to kill it's like <laughs> what, are you ta- what you know like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, and the, like all the toys they got after 9-11 and, and, you know, all the surplus, like, military toys that, that were funneled to local police departments. I mean, that's just insane. Like, it's it's on its face insane. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's, I mean, when you talk about, like, defunding the police, I mean, let's start with that, you know, if anything, you know, like, why would they need military-grade weapons? Unbelievable. And we can leave it at that, man. Um, Make sure you get at us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I love when people are sharing stories with us and and, and just supporting what we do. Of course, let's pot it out. Nando's Entourage podcast is still going strong. Uh, Of course, please make sure, please, if you can... Please, we need all the support we can in in this time. I know it's a time of crisis for all of us, but all of the support that we can, if you have an opportunity, become a patron of Count the Dings, um, patreon.com backslash Count the Dings. That helps support all of the content that we make for you guys and as well as the extra content that we put behind there. Um, count the dings after dark being amongst them uh just you know just if you can make sure you become a patron we appreciate all our current patrons right now um it's a big help to everything that we do we love the support we love the community um we just appreciate everybody of course peace to my brother michael um make sure you become a patron of uh, TNBS, those guys are just doing incredible work. These guys are literally yeah. at the front lines of spreading the message and spreading the movement. Um, and yeah, man, I want to thank my, my brother Rob Lopez, 
always keeping the trains running on time, always keeping us in line, doing a hell of a job on the ones and threes. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you're checking out After Dark on Thursday, the mailbag. Um, we just had Bomb on Monday. That was a fantastic episode. Cinephobe, all of that stuff. Make sure you become a subscriber. Check out those podcasts. We'll see you next week.